Hey everybody, how you doing? Coach here. Hope the week is going or has gone as well as can be expected for you guys. I'm glad you made the time to come and listen to me and I hope you have time to go over to the YouTube channel and, and watch this week's episode as well. This week we're talking about taking a hobby and turning it into a business. And I'm specifically speaking to the landscape, gardening, love, hobby, and turning that into a business. And I'm speaking directly from myself. You know, the old adage, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Or better said in this episode, can you take a hobby of gardening and make it into a career? I'm covering this today as it pertains to me and me alone. We'll cover the pros and the cons. So come along with me today and see if what I have to say rings true with you or someone that you know. As always, I'm glad you're here with me today. Let's get started. Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every Friday I bring with me landscape DIY education, concepts and theories, ideas and solutions, so you guys can go out and tackle a landscape project yourself, get professional results, save a whole lot of money in the process, and in this day and age, be a lot more self-reliant. Man, after a 20 plus year career in the green industry, I'm bringing with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I wanna share with you guys, the new, modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. You know, a hobby is roughly defined as an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. And a catharsis is defined roughly as a purgation or a purification of emotions through art or other release. And if you think about it, doesn't that really boil down to our pleasure time out in the landscape, gardening, weeding, growing, nurturing, harvesting, all that kind of stuff. It is a hobby and it is a catharsis. You know, for many years, especially as a younger guy, I had a few hobbies. You know, I enjoyed, and I still do with some of these, I loved hiking, I loved fishing. I did like gardening, I really did. I also liked golf and softball and other stuff, but I really never knew what a catharsis is or was back then. I don't think I'd even heard that particular word. As I understand now, many of my hobbies were a cathartic release as I entered into the years of marriage, fatherhood, stressful work environment, etc. Plus, like many things, we all do over and over again. We get better at it. Practice makes perfect, right? Well, you know, I found my skills as a gardener, getting out there and doing the things that I like doing in my own yard, sharpened my skill set. And applying those skills to my early homes got me to a level coupled with the education and training I had got in a, that previous nursery career. It really kind of set me up for a vocational precipice, if you would. With the financial responsibilities mainly on my shoulders, there were, there were some really tight financial times back then. It has been a few decades now, and I can remember making the decision somewhere in the mid 80s to do some sideline work to bolster the monthly income. And I was generally working a, a solid 40 to 45 hours a week. I only knew one other trade, one other trade from the current one I was in, and that was the green industry. So I, I took it upon myself and kind of got jazzed up about it. I put together some flyers. I went and put those advertisements on people's door, and especially in the new neighborhoods. I took out an ad in the local papers, but I concentrated mainly on new-built neighborhoods. 
And you know what? It didn't take too long that suddenly my phone started to ring. Of course, that's what I intended to have happened. So it was not a great surprise to me that I had stumbled into a small sideline business. I had unknowingly taken my cathartic hobby and I made it into a money-making endeavor. At first, it was about 90% of it was landscape design, which I thoroughly loved and I still love to this day. Back then, back in the mid 80s, many folks, with a few exceptions, still did many things themselves. I was providing the roadmap in the form of the landscape design, and then they provided the work and brought it to life. You know, for me, it was a hoot, and I really, really enjoyed it. Honestly, I had found a great side business. I had a pretty good flow of extra income, so the household at the time was able to get a few improvements here and there, and I was able to save a few bucks to boot. It wasn't a bad deal at all. So, march forward a few years when I relocated from the San Francisco Bay Area to the Central Valley of Northern California, I continued in the same full-time career field, and the side business kind of waned for a while. Then I started it up again after about two to three years. Only this time, this time, not only was I designing, but I entered into the construction part of landscaping as well. Now remember, this started from my absolute love of creating, growing, and reaping the soul-filling reward of gardening. That, that feeling of raising something up, nurturing and caring for it, and then eventually maybe harvesting it or seeing the blooms and blossoms or nipping and tucking it into a piece of artwork. Now this had become a business. So as time marched on, I found kind of a, a tipping point soon on. I found that I was good at what I was doing, but I now had the business aspect that entered into it. I had the new sense of competition out there. I had the administrative things and the people management, etc., that came into play. So I had taken something that released all the daily trials and tribulations of the world for me, and now I have commingled it with all the challenges and stresses of running and owning a business. Eventually, eventually I left my main job and I committed to the business full time. Now that was not without a few intrepidations. There was part of me that was really scared beyond belief. I now had to dredge up a living by myself rather than a guaranteed paycheck that I was getting for many, many years every two weeks, plus benefits and retirement. But you know, some of the time had come for me, time to close one door and open a new one. Something had to give, and for me, it was the former career. Now, after many years of being self-employed, getting established and gaining a foothold in the local area I was in, I kind of look back on it and say, was it all worth it? Did it ruin my love for the horticultural world? The love for gardening, growing, designing, creating? Did it alter my view of the green industry in some way? My answer is absolutely, unequivocally, yes. But not all in a bad way, just in a different way. You know, owning and running a business takes a whole different mindset, far and away from the artistic designing side of things. It's really focused on right brain activity, and not so much left brain activity. 
you know, the, the whole managing of people, finding and managing customers, budgets, and living plant material that you're responsible for financially is almost 180 degrees different than mulling about in your own landscape and having some fun on a Saturday morning. At your own home, gardening and landscaping, improvements and projects, there is no competition. You come up with something, an idea that you want to bring to life, you talk it out with maybe your significant other, and then you guys go to the nursery, or you go to the store, and you get what you want and need. You come home and you plant it or build it or install it. You're at your own pace pretty much. You can take a day, you can take a week or a month to complete it, whatever it might take. There's no advertising, no pounding the pavement looking for work, no additional responsibility except to your own landscape improvements. Not so much when you become self-employed and you become a contractor. There's all kinds of things that take that hobby and you converted into things like schedules, budgets, time, people, are your focus. And that is after actually finding clients, landing a job and actually starting a project. There is liability and industry standards that have to be met, insurance fees, equipment acquisition and maintenance. All of these things come into play when that hobby rolls over into a career. But for me, the reward was and can be very fulfilling. Being your own boss, having the ability to not take a job because something isn't quite right or the chemistry is way off with the client is sometimes a very good position to be in. When you become successful and established, you can even set your own schedules to a certain point and space some jobs weeks apart to enjoy some downtime in between those jobs. Now, a little caveat to that. If you decide to go self-employed and get into the landscape maintenance area, you are much more tied to that maintenance route every week. Let's face it, grass doesn't stop growing because you wanna take a two week vacation. When really small or starting out, you may be the it of your whole business for a while. And a vacation is a pipe dream for a while until you get people on board or you have relationships with another contractor that can take over your route for a couple weeks while you go have some fun. But that doesn't happen right away. For me, I found out that the money can be good. Very good, in fact. It replaced my previous full-time job income and quadrupled it in a couple of years. But the almighty sawbuck, the old Benjamin, can be a trap for many contractors to fall into. There's so many of them that I met and know that uh, money, money, money was their mantra. It should have been a tattoo across their forehead. They would always come into, I call it the contractor bragger syndrome. They must get big. I've got bigger jobs, more jobs, more workers, more money. And after a while, it was kind of yeah, fine, whatever. I actually grow rather weary of talking to some other contractors because that's all they wanted to talk about was how big a job. And I, uh, I had a business mentor just as I was starting to get the sideline going. This business mentor once told me, coach, stay really small or get really huge, but don't be a medium-sized company, especially in the state of California. You'll just get eaten up. You get eaten up with payroll, 
taxes, insurances, and everything else. Success in the green industry was a dice roll all the time. You had very seasonal work for the most part. Winter work in my area could be somewhat scarce if the heavens opened up because you can't do a lot of major landscaping in wet, sloppy, muddy conditions. That just doesn't work well. If you had people on the payroll, it was hard to meet, especially initially. And most landscapers, for the most part, kind of slow down in the colder months. A lot of them even, like myself, we even vacation during the winter months. It is almost mandatory that you have to shut down your landscaping portions to a certain degree in some of the colder regions of the country and world. Or those guys and gals tend to roll over to other revenue streams like snow plowing and wood and other things that you can bind over those winter monthly incomes by doing some other things. So it was me, I stayed small. I stayed so small that towards the end of my active contracting career, I was really small. So small I could just point, look in the mirror and go, there's the company right there, me. Plus maybe some day laborers here and there. And I even had my sons help me occasionally too. So what is your hobby or hobbies? Are they the type that could be converted into a business? I was looking, uh, doing some research for this podcast and I was looking into what some of the hobbies, the, the top hobbies that are converted into businesses are. And I'm just gonna throw them out real quick, but you can look at independent writing. So bloggers and freelance writers, music. If you're really good at music, you can turn that into an entertainment career or whatever. Cooking, gardening, there you go, right in there in some of the top 10 or 12. Photography, crafty stuff like, you know, quilting and jewelry and whatnot. How about something like comedy? Are you, are you a good entertainer? Can you actually make people laugh? Are you the life of a party or get together or with family? Could you make it into a sideline? Maybe. Some other ones that I saw were, uh, you love coffee so damn much you open up your own shop. And then there's like brewing beer and one that's really come on super big over the last decade or two and that's gaming. Either poker or online gaming, that kind of stuff. Just some ideas. In these uncertain times, and maybe you are very entrenched and maybe you are very happy with the career you have, but I think in these uncertain times, it is always a good idea to kind of have a plan B. Maybe you're not enacting it right now, but what if you had to? What if you suddenly found you were in a career that was being phased out because of technology or some form of career that you have that is being downsized and outsourced to somewhere else? Taking a hobby or a catharsis and making a career out of it does not necessarily ruin the original love for the hobby, but it does alter it. Every day as a contractor, when I went to work, I loved the fact that every day I worked, I had some form of a tangible result at the end of each and every day. I knew when I walked on the job site in the morning and I walked off in the afternoon, it looked different and it looked like it was progressing in the right direction. At the end of the job, I really had a tangible result. I could look back knowing what the yard looked like when I started and then the improvements that I had made. And I always took, at the time, I took a lot of before and after photos, which I shared with future potential clients. And I advertised in video and other stuff at garden shows and on the website and other stuff. So it, there was some tangible 
tangibility, if you will, that I got from the work. I did have a sense of satisfaction, pride, and accomplishment with every job, especially when the job was coming to an end. But you know something? It was oftentimes the, the hill climbing in the middle of the job. There were challenges that had to be met and sometimes some very hard decisions that were made in order to get those jobs over that successful finish line and have a happy client as a result. So for any of you considering a career change, especially in this realm that I am speaking to, I have this to say. This is not the 1980s, and I think a lot of thought and pre-planning has to go into launching a business, even part-time, especially if you're really seriously considering a full-time launch in this day and age. Does your particular thought take you down the path of online type of business, depending on what your hobby is? Or will you have to get out there and put your face out there and establish something outside the home? Well. I really think that you need to know your limits, both physical, mental, and emotional, because they will be tested when you take that aha hobby and turn it into an actual business. Really important, I think, is to educate yourself. If you're thinking about going in the green industry and you're just good at planting pansies, you might want to educate yourself just a little bit more and really hone that landscape gardening pencil to a very fine tip before you go launching out into the professional world. Last thing you want to do is make an ass out of yourself. Acquire as much as you can ahead of time in the way of needed equipment. And monetarily, monetarily, try to rat hole away at least six months worth of income ahead of time before you ever think about going full-time. Remember, there's other costs involved, like licensing for some things. I had to be licensed. And insuring your business according to your state law. All of these things come into play when that hobby turns over to an income-producing career. I might suggest that you start part-time, like I did. Then evolve into full-time if it seems to be in your wheelhouse. I speak only from my own experience here, and I'm not trying to push anybody away from what they're doing and heading off into dreamland as far as running your own business. Speaking from my own, my own path, I certainly, certainly did not reinvent the wheel here in what I did. I mean, millions of people have done that kind of thing. Plus, this only pertains to the landscape designer contractor world. This does not involve any other industry because I can't speak to that. But just to validate my thoughts, I reached out to a former workmate of mine. He had a hobby of leather work, which led to a few friends ordering a customized belts, straps, and holders, which led to a lot of work, which led him to leave the full-time job where I knew him for his evolving leather work company. He became very successful. And as he now told me, it has kind of tainted the hobby and the fun of it. For him, it is now just a business and all that goes with it. But Chris, my friend, said he wouldn't change. He wouldn't go back to where him and I were working, not for a million years. Maybe this is food for thought for you. Maybe you or someone you know is considering a similar leap of faith. If you're considering that leap, at least within the realm that I speak from, the landscaping designing realm, you might want to consider that education thing. And I always offer the digital course and the ebook on the website. Homescape 1.0, 
will take a uh, novice person and make them into a really educated landscaper. Is it detailed enough to teach you almost all the facets of landscaping with the exception of the business side? It doesn't teach you about the business side. Check it out on the website, youryardcoach.com. Hey guys, that's what I have for you. Sure appreciate it. If you're still here, please drop me a comment once in a while. If you have questions, you can always email me at youryardcoach at gmail.com. And until next week, guys, to your landscape success, as always, take care. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.